Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us today here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to have you with us. Great to be here again, Gina. And we're also delighted to have John Paul Heisler in the studio with us. John Paul is a seminarian at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania, where he's in his second year of theological studies. And he's studying under Father Thomas Daly, who is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at at St. Charles Borromeo. And for our listeners, Father Daly, as you may know, is also one of our regulars on this podcast. And in fact, he's here with us now in the studio audience. So we salute him. And as we continue our Lenten journey, we are going to ask John Paul to share his insights into the gospel for Palm Sunday when we celebrate the Lord's Passion. So John Paul, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Before we delve into the scriptures, John Paul, can you tell us where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Front Royal, Virginia. That's in the Shenandoah Valley up north near West Virginia. Beautiful there. It is. Must be beautiful. All right. Well, let's see where the Spirit is leading us this week as we now enter into Jerusalem with Jesus for his passion. And Matt, to be specific, what are the gospel passages for this Sunday? Because we actually have two, right? There are two passages. The first is the gospel that's proclaimed as the procession with palms enters the church, and that's from the gospel of Luke. Today, we're going to be talking about the passion narrative, that is the account of Jesus' passion death, and that's taken from Luke chapter 22. So it begins with an account of the Last Supper and the institution of the Eucharist. And then it goes on to other scenes, the agony in the garden, the trial, and then the crucifixion, the death of our Lord, and finally his burial. So those are the points in this very lengthy passion narrative in which the people actually have a part to take in the church. And that's just it. You know, John Paul, this is the only time during the liturgical year when many in the congregation actually read the passion in full and all at once. And as Matt pointed out, in many parishes, the congregation actually recites the words of the crowd that condemn Jesus. And that's something that always struck me. So just specifically, why do you think we're called to do that? Well, I think what happens in this Sunday is we really get in touch with the hypocrisy that we sometimes feel in ourselves. As Catholics, we're really called to live such a wonderful moral life that is very difficult for us and is very challenging for us. And so at the beginning of this Sunday, with the procession of palms, we're there, like the people in Jerusalem, welcoming Jesus in. We have our palms. We're really celebrating the entrance of our King. And then just a few moments later, we're in the gospel and we actually have lines. It's our one time we finally get lines. And what are our lines? But to crucify him, the rejection of him as our king. And so this discomfort that we have is really brought into the mass. We really get to share that and really experience that hypocrisy that we have, but experience it there with Jesus and know that, you know, there in the mass, Jesus is with us no matter what. Just as when he was there in Jerusalem, he's there with the people no matter what, when they're celebrating him as their king. And even when they're turning him away, he is there for them. He's there to die for them. And we need to be participating in this passion every year, don't we? That's right. And Jesus as our king is leading us. He's the leader in suffering. And so he doesn't ask that any of us go through something that he himself won't go through first. And so when we go through this passion, we see not just the physical passion that he undergoes, but also the emotional torture that he undergoes in seeing his afflicted mother, right? In seeing his apostles leave him, his best friends. We like to think of ourselves as being those stalwart companions that we would never have left. We would be right there 
But I think the story of Peter in this gospel, the one who says, Lord, I will die for you. And of course, Jesus foretells Peter betraying the Lord three times. I think we could see ourselves in a bit of that, right? As you were saying, that hypocrisy. That's right. At the beginning of every single Mass, we have the penitential rite. We're calling to mind our sins. And it's not an optional part of the Mass where we decide whether we've sinned first. I mean, we know at the beginning of every Mass that there is going to be some sort of infidelity that we have to come to grips with and we have to say that we're sorry for. And so just like Peter, even the head of our church, even the rock that we are built on, he himself fell. And so what we're doing in that moment of the Mass is what we get to really do in a big way here in the Gospel is recognize our sinfulness and come to Jesus anyway and allow him to give us his grace and we really experience his death for us. One problem I always had growing up on Palm or Passion Sunday was I would get very sad by the end of the day. You know, it was like you started off up here and by the end of the day, after reading through the Passion, I would go into this real kind of sadness throughout Holy Week. I mean, have you ever experienced that or do you think that that's maybe off-putting to some people or how do you relate that to today's person in the pew? I think it's difficult. It's person to person and it's really year to year. It depends on where you're at in the spiritual life. I think for some people that can be a really a big blessing to have this moment of sorrow. It can be a real moment of contrition and recognition of their sinfulness, a moment of conversion where they decide that this is the time that they're really going to turn to God in a big way. For others, you know, I have had some years where we enter into Holy Week and there's no sort of depression that comes upon me, but more of just this this joy. It's a it's a somber joy. It's a joy that is met with really difficult images to look at, but it's a joy that I see my lover. I see the one who went and died for me. And I remember those words that I've said before, right? The crucify him words with implicitly in my actions. And when I see what he's been willing to do for me, that then turns me into a man that's going to follow after the heart of Christ and want to do that for others. John Paul, is there a particular character character that kind of stands out for you this time right now. I mean, you've, you've read this since you were a boy, but right now in 2019, of all the characters in this scene that we're seeing, is there someone that stands out for you, good or bad? We've mentioned him already, yes, with Simon Peter. I think he's just such a wonderful example, not just because of what happens to him in this gospel, but as, as readers of the scriptures, we know what is going to happen afterwards. And so to really watch this man come into these steps in his faith where we, we know where this is headed. So sure, for the gospel for Palm Sunday can be, you know, a little difficult to watch the head of our church, right, the rock that we are found on, turn away from Jesus. But knowing where he ends up makes him an ever more impressive man from where he is in the gospel today. Wonderful and hopeful insights as we prepare now to fully enter into the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. John Paul, thank you so much for being with us. You remain in our prayers during the rest of your Lenten journey through the Resurrection Sunday and and also on your journey to priesthood. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.